When Jesus finds it, he shows it to us. He calls it to our attention. Here in the middle of the crowd, Jesus said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. When he entered, he said to them, Why do you weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Mark gives us two healing stories this morning, as Katie mentioned. And he tells them in a way that seems intended for one story to help interpret the other. The healing of a woman with a hemorrhage is kind of inserted into the story of Jairus's daughter, the little girl, is 12 years old, the exact number of years that the woman had suffered. Both are healed and restored. In both stories, Jesus breaks the codes of, of purity that govern social and religious interaction in his day and in his faith. And in both Jesus does not act like a typical wonder worker of the day. Now, one of several things about this passage that intrigues me, and there are several, is that in the first story, the woman with the hemorrhage sneaks up behind Jesus and kind of steals some power from him, if you will, without him even looking. I mean... Can you do that? What's, what's going on here? Shouldn't you have to attend a, you know, a new member class first or something like that? Have been there to hear Jesus preach and teach and heal? Can you just sneak up behind him? I mean, should you be able to show up at church just on Christmas and Easter and receive the full measure of God's grace and blessing? I like that Jesus seems so human, too, in this, in this passage. Befuddled, almost. Like, hey, did, what, did someone touch me? Who, well, who was that? The woman's ailment caused her to be an outcast. She, her condition makes her ritually impure, which keeps her from the very presence of God because she can't enter the place of worship. Not to say that it also keeps her from being part of the community. She is kept away. So she sneaks up behind Jesus and touches the hem of his garment because she didn't want to be seen. She's invisible. But you can bet that if people saw her coming and there were crowds pressing in around Jesus, so they likely did see her coming, that they kind of dove out of the way so she didn't brush up against them because if you touch somebody who's ritually impure, you get what they got, right? Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? You see what he's doing here? Jesus is outing this woman. He's making this public. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before Jesus and told the whole truth. She told the whole truth. I wish Mark would have 
told us what that whole truth was for her? Did she tell Jesus of the shame heaped upon her for so many years? How she was shunned and alone and desperate? Had she come to believe that, that, that this was all somehow her fault? Was that part of her truth? In fear and trembling, she fell down before Jesus and she told him the whole truth. What if I did that? Could I survive it? Would I want to? She received the physical healing she was hoping for, but that, my friends, is never enough for Jesus. In that moment, Jesus gave her so much more than the physical healing. He gave her wholeness. He gave her wellness. Jesus brought the whole parade to a halt and made sure everyone was watching and listening, and then he called her a name. He called her daughter. Jesus put her back in the family, restored her to the community. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And we need to be careful. Careful not to turn this gift of faith into a law as we have the tendency to do, a religious requirement, a rule, a prerequisite. Jesus is simply pointing out that faith is another wonderful thing about this woman he has called daughter of God. Health is more than being rescued or healed from a physical malady. Many times people who become physically healed still carry around the mental and emotional scars, still the psychic isolation that their illness caused deep within them. First, Jesus gives the woman peace. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Jesus would have this woman know and believe that she was now whole again. Just as his words to the daughter of Jairus will signify more than a physical raising up, more than a physical healing, he took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, get up. It's time to get up and get on with the rest of your life, little one. And that's why I've come. That those who have been imprisoned by one kind of death or another may begin to breathe again and get on with life to live with the promise that when the moment of death does come, it will not separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Maybe you struggle with some fear in your own life, some grief, loneliness, maybe even some kind of shame. Maybe you've prayed for healing too. Jesus finally makes his way to the home of Jairus, a religious leader, a desperate father. 
The house was surrounded by people. They're weeping and wailing loudly is the way Mark puts it. Jesus said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at Jesus. We can become so resigned to the way things are, the way they appear to be, feel so hopeless, so defeated, that the good news sounds ridiculous. So they laugh, like Sarah, back in the family tree of Jesus, who laughed at the promise of a child in her old age. Get up, little girl, Jesus said, and she did. I've noticed that Jesus loves to find faith in people. I've been spending a lot of time in these Gospels for the better part of my adult life, and I do not see Jesus demanding this faith or using it as some kind of you know, proof of purchase. He simply loves to find it. And, and, and when he does, what was that? Who touched me? When Jesus finds it, he shows it to us. He calls it to our attention. Here in the middle of the crowd, Jesus said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. She hasn't been healed of anything yet. Jesus just told her her faith has made her well. And when Jesus doesn't see that faith, he sets about giving it. Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Well, Jesus doesn't ask Jairus if he does believe. He doesn't test the faith of Jairus, Jairus in, in any way. The healing doesn't happen as the result of the strong faith of Jairus. It happens because the Lord of life did what he always does and gave Jairus what he needed to believe. Make sure you heard that. Because when you go home, you can turn on the TV and watch a stadium full of people cheering for a preacher, telling them that if they just believe, then God will provide. which might sound like good news to middle-class Americans, I suppose. But what good is it to someone being held by human traffickers or a child separated from their parents in some immigration holding pen? That would be, that would be good news is offensive. Faith is never a demand. It is always a precious gift. And whether I like it or not, you can sneak in and receive that full measure of grace and mercy on Christmas and Easter. You can hear 
this gospel this morning online without even saying good morning in the comments sitting there in your PJs, and there's not a damn thing I can do about it. You probably have your reasons for trying to stay invisible. But please understand that Jesus does see you. And Jesus calls you daughter, calls you son in front of the whole world right now. That's why we call it good news. Amen. I do want to thank everyone for your, your condolences and your prayers uh, as we grieve the loss of my dad. Uh, on Tuesday, his uh, memorial service will be at Atonement Lutheran Church, church I grew up in on, uh, on Tuesday this week at 11 a.m. So we appreciate your prayers as our family gathers around this very gospel we hear proclaimed today. My dad carried an old flip phone, and I called him pretty much every day on that phone, and no matter what he was doing, he would answer. That includes if he happened to be at a movie with my mother or in church, which, you know, I tried not to call him on Sunday mornings, but my sisters more than once did that. Dad answered and told him where he was, and he couldn't talk, uh, which makes us wonder if it was a super loud ring, if it actually rang or if he knew how to put it on vibrate or not. Uh, so it's a, it's a loss. The world changes when you lose somebody who's literally always been there your whole life. Uh, but oh, do we cling to this promise, huh? This promise that Christ calls us daughter. Christ calls us son. My dad heard that gospel for many years uh, down home at Union Prairie at Atonement Lutheran. He heard it so often from Prince of Peace as mom and dad would join us online. Mom's probably listening now. I know many of us grieve the loss of someone close to us. And so we are made well. We are held closely by a God who says, you are my child. I hope you can access the faith to hold on to that, but when you can't, I'll carry you, Jesus says. And when you need healing, I'll provide it for you. When you need faith, I'll find ways for you to have it. So now we can go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.